Yeah, you already know what it is, your boy Bands alongside Christina. We have a Spark Up Podcast, episode 136. Episode 136, bitches. We are back for another episode. Rhode Island's number one podcast. If you've never heard of us, welcome to the show where we talk about real life laugh and sometimes we get a little spicy especially today we have coco the conversational freak on the show shout out to you thank you for coming through to this show and uh look out for that interview we talk about sex sex toys sucking dick throwing it back butt plugs everything everything. i just had to throw some buzzwords out there so the people could get what what was your favorite buzzword um butt plugs no, I, for me, it's foreplay. Foreplay, okay. That's, I'm not going to talk about if that's my bag or not, but it's whatever, man. We're here. How you doing, Vance? I'm good, I'm good. How's your I'm mental? I'm feeling good. You I'm feeling good, you know? Why are you looking like that? I'm Why young. You, you, every time I ask you that question, I'm I feel young, like I'm young, I'm beautiful, I'm free. You're young and beautiful, wow. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, like Charlemagne says, black and hype, um... Highly favored. Yes. Uh, blessed, black, and highly favored. That's what he says. And we are in Black History Month. So, you know, take the time to, I don't know, learn something. Go support a black business. Uh, if you're black, you should already be doing these things all year round. But this month, like people's been saying, we are blackity motherfucking black. Now, let me ask you a question. If you was to highlight somebody right now. In history mm-hmm. or in present day, that you could say, I want to highlight this person for Black History Month. Who would it be? Charlemagne the God. Mm. And I want to say Charlemagne the God because, like, when he first started, he was an asshole. But I feel like he was still good at his job. Mm-hmm. And he's really one of those public figures or radio hosts, interviewer. He doesn't like to be called journalist. But he's a journalist Mm -hmm. That we got to see the evolution I'm a big fan of evolution and growth I think that's what life is about And Charlemagne is 40 And now is that he's in his prime He has Mm -hmm. his own show The number one radio show in the world Syndicated all over the world I mean all over the country So it's really dope And how he much he emphasizes on mental health Mm -hmm. And family And being a good father I just think he's a really dope Um Example of what a man should be okay. And he He breaks down a lot of Black stereotypes Like men You know I mean he talks about selling drugs But he's he has a career He's mm-hmm. successful He's a good husband He's a good father mm-hmm. He has a stable job He's not really out here chasing money He's not flashy I just think he's like The perfect example of what a human being should be How about you? It's, it's that question that threw picked, me off guard, but he's right it's up. It's funny on the top. that you picked Charlemagne because mm-hmm. he is definitely one of the people on my list that I would highlight. Yeah, and he's also on your goal for pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say Mike Tyson. Oh, Mike Tyson, because we seen the animal Mike Tyson is, but we also see the loving human that he is. Yeah, you know, and I watch it. I avidly watch his podcast and listen to it. And like you could tell the the um, the amount of growth mm-hmm. that he's been through is immense. Yeah, it is. And his you put me onto his podcast, so I don't listen to it like that. But the 
bits and pieces that you showed me, you could tell he's done a lot of inner work. Mm-hmm. So From our what? people very are very like, you know, similar in the way of like they mm-hmm. they talk about mental health and they show a lot of mental exactly. health growth. So that's dope. Yeah, you know. So Mike Tyson, and not not only just. For that, but also his accolades throughout the years. One of the greatest boxers of all time. In if my not opinion, the best. The best. Better than Mayweather? Absolutely. In my opinion. I don't know anything about boxing. I'm just asking. In my opinion, Mike Tyson, I mean, he's he's the most feared, well, pop, possibly not now, like he was in mm-hmm. his prime. But in his prime, he was the most feared man to everybody. Yeah. That's true. I mean, he did bite somebody's ear off, so. Clean off. Yeah. What'd you do this weekend? Uh, I didn't do much this weekend. This week. Well, you worked. Well, the usual. I did work, and that's about it. Okay. It was a slow weekend for me. Yeah. And then, you know, a tragedy happened. What's the tragedy? My camera died. Oh, well, it didn't die. It didn't die, but. It had to get sent in, so that's days away from my baby. Yeah. You know, my oh. camera's my baby. And you just got that camera, so, right? I got well, it's been a while now. Okay. But you know, just things happen, you know, so you thank thankfully there's there's a good company like Canon that takes care of their customers and they're willing to help me out to the best of their ability. Try to meet me in the middle. So where, where, okay. thank you, Canon. Thank you, Cannon. Um, I can't say the same about my weekend. Uh, <laughs> Tell us about your weekend. It was a movie. Shout out to Jillian, <laughs> one of our avid listener and family. It was her hold birthday. Up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We gotta, we gotta do this a little. I know what you're gonna say. You want to correct what I said last week N- about no. her age? No, 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 no. I just oh. want to take a second okay. to say happy fucking birthday. Yes. Because Jillian is one of, she's always listening. Always. So I have to stop and give her a proper happy birthday. Yeah, that's so true. And she's been to all of our events. Absolutely. She even worked for one. Yes. For the gratis. So, you know, just because your family doesn't mean you have to support and doesn't mean you have to show up, but she does every time. And, and we appreciate you for that. We really do. And she's a she's been really active in my life for like I mean, I feel like we've always, always. been close, but especially like this is going to make me emotional. Let me take my time. Especially in the midst of my dumb bitch days. When I was with my daughter's father and her and Angel really took me under their wing. So I always joke that saying they're my parents and this is no offense to my biological parents, my mom who raised me. And um, but they did things that they didn't have to. They fed me. They gave me shelter when when you was legally blind. (laughs) P.O.P. hold it down Nah like I just went through a lot of moments Where I didn't Mm want to be home Or I had to leave where I was Or getting kicked out in the middle of the night Like just a lot of wild shit That they put up with And they saw me at my lowest And you know I just pray that they get to see me At my highest I think that they deserve that And you know I'm just grateful to have people like that Because 
you know, when you're young and, and trying to figure shit out, people judge you. Like a lot of my family was like, oh, you can't be doing that. Or you need to like, I didn't need that mm-hmm. at that time. And you I always needed somebody to hold you down. Yeah. I feel like it might be dramatic, but I feel like they really saved my life because I was going nowhere fast. And Angel, who's not blood related, really took the role of a father, big brother in my life. Like. He set rules like, yo, you can't be doing this. You can't be doing that. And he's very much in my ear. And when I have a problem, I feel like I can go to them. And, you know, they're just really lovely people. And, you know, I love Jillian to pieces. Mm -hmm. She's my, you know, we're cousins, blood related cousins. But sometimes it really feels like she's my sister. So her wins are my wins. So happy birthday, Jillian. And I know when you hear this, you will be crying because I did send her a voice note that made her cry. So, yeah. Happy birthday, Jillian, who's not turning 45. I'm not going to say her age. Just 21. 21? 21. (laughs) Happy birthday, Jillian. Shout out to Jillian. You know, for the fellas, always it's safer to say, are you turning 21 than asking for a real Unless she's an old lady, don't do that. But yeah, so this weekend, um, yeah, what's up with this weekend? Tell us. This weekend we went out, and you know I wasn't, I haven't really, you know, had a big loss this year, top of the year. Mm-hmm. Lost my cousin Nadia Maris, who, if you have not signed the petition, please do. We are fighting for justice. She was in a horrible accident, which led to her death, and her boyfriend left. He fled the scene and the question remains, why did you leave? Turned himself in three days later, but we're fighting for justice. We think he deserves time and we think it's only fair that he gets time for leaving somebody you allegedly love uh, to die alone. So we uh, did a rally this past Sunday. We'll be having another one in two, three weeks. I'll put it up on my social media I know some people hit me up and said that they were interested in going. So thank you to everybody that reached out and was interested in that. But um, the link is in my bio. Sign the petition. The more signatures we have, the more awareness we can bring to the situation. And I don't want to dismiss that too much. But, you know, I want to get to the movie that happened on Saturday because I, I haven't really been. I don't feel like I'm ready to party. But it's not like I'm super sad how I was, obviously, when it first happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I grieve different. I like to grieve more lightheartedly because I can easily fall into depression. And, you know, that that's that doesn't help anything. And, and I feel like the more lighthearted I can be, the better her immediate family will mm-hmm. feel. But I couldn't miss Jillian's motherfucking birthday. So tell us about it. What happened? So we went to Needle and Thread, this cute little mature bar or whatever, um, in downtown Providence. And we were there. Hold on. What drink did you start the night off with? Well, I started off with Don Julio at the crib. Don Julio. I had like three or two shots before I left the house. Okay, so you you was already nice. I was already. I I wasn't. It snuck up on me. You was feeling good. I was feeling good. You know, I was also trying to low-key numb the pain of like... The guilt and like feeling like, damn, I don't really want to go out, but I I can't. I, I got to be there for Jillian. So I'm good. I'm chilling. You know, I'm as feminine as possible. You know, usually I like to be on my fly so shit. So tell, tell me your attire. My attire. 
Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it wasn't that feminine. I was wearing combat boots, uh, really okay. tight, tight, tight pants with the line in the middle. Makes it look fancy. Mm. A tight black shirt with my little, you know, how to little bring how to bring the hood with me a little bit with my name chain, and wasn't wearing a hat. Um, I tried, and. Yeah, so we was there just chilling, and this place closes at 1. So, you know, niggas are like, dang, it goes at 1. That's kind of whack. It's 11.30. It's 12. It's 12.30. Shout out to George, to Angel's cousin who was there, who called me the female version of Charlemagne the God. Jesus. What a compliment. Had me feeling all types of way. Had me feeling all types of way. I was gassed up. But, yeah, so I had two drinks. Mm -hmm. I had some vodka. And then... Our boy George bought a, a round of Casamigos. Casamigos. Couldn't say no. So you got the Don Julio, the Casamigos. We're keeping track. Yes. And so then we leave. Mm-hmm. And Angel's friend is like, yo, we're going to the strip club. We're going to the strip club. Oh, and I'm strip like. Strip club. Wait a minute. I'm like, hold on. Time out. Because I've been dying to go to the strip club. Strippy. I've been. <sighs> Strippy. You know. I've been dying to get into it. And, mm. um, you know, when I think of strip club, my first recollection of a strip club is that movie Strip Tease with Demi Moore. Sweet dreams are made of mm-hmm. these. And so I'm thinking, we going to Desires. It's about to be lit. I heard this is an elegant place. Elegante. Elegance. And we go Desire. there, and I'm seeing a lot of white people come in, you mm-hmm. know, niggas with money and shit. And... We get there in this one stripper. Hold on, um, hold on. When you first get there, mm-hmm. what are they playing? I don't remember. I was too drunk. Okay. It was loud. It was loud, but it wasn't loud enough to where you couldn't hear chatter. Like, you could mm-hmm. just hear a bunch of niggas. And I'm really annoyed by niggas. So I was like, oof. But, you know, I was vibing. I was chilling. I was drunk. And I go in there, and I see a stripper and I don't know if I was drunk, but to me, she looked tired, lazy, and, like, she really wasn't doing much. Ass wasn't too impressive. I mean... Titties wasn't too impressive. We are in the middle of pandemic, so she's tired of putting hand sanitizer and <laughs> smelling she it. She didn't do any of that, let me tell you. Not one, not a one person had a mask in that place. COVID everywhere. Uh, God forbid. But, um... <laughs> and then I see another stage to the right. Mm-hmm. Like the way it's set up is like a stage and some chairs and then the bar and there's like a little step. So like the bar is like on a platform and then to the right of the main stage is another girl. And then she just steps off, walks away, goes to the bar and has a drink. I'm assuming it was because it was about to close. Maybe we missed all the action because we got there late. And I'm like, cool, whatever, you know, just chilling. And then, uh. Angel's boy comes up to me like, yo, you got to drink this Henny. Drink it, niggas. You got to drink it. I'm like, I, I've i been drinking light all night. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to mix. I'm already feeling nice. He mixing. was like, are you telling me you're a pussy? And I was like, that's instantly for me is like. That's a trigger? Yeah, it's like you won't. It's the same thing as saying you won't. So I had to take it. I, you know, you know, it's funny. I never understood why. And I mean this in the most lightest, res- most respect. I mean this respectfully. Uh-huh. Hood people, when you tell them, don't do it. It's like, I'm going to do it. Yes. It's- don't do it. I'm going to do it. I ain't going to do it. It's because I feel like my gangsters being tested. 
It's ego. It's pride. Um, You're such a nigga. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. So I drink. <laughs> <laughs> I drink in the Henny. And it was, I love Henny. So it's delicious to me. Like, I just had so much Henny in the last couple years. And I'm having the Red Bull. I don't do this. This is such a nigga thing. Sipping the Henny and drinking the Red Bull. I think it's. Oh, so, so you had double. one in each hand. <laughs> yes. You're standing yes. by the bar and you're just scoping every, every stripper oh. out. It's so terrible. I am not okay. proud of my behavior, but so this. But you're also like that was my behavior, and I stand by it. Yeah, I may mean, have to take accountability. And so, so this girl comes up to me. I don't remember what she looked like. I remember her body because, as niggas do, the first thing you think about is let me okay. see what that booty nice looks like. No curves. No the booty. booty had no cup. Nothing at all, and I was like. N- Nothing that you can hold on to. So it's just. I will say this. You know what? Let me get to it. <laughs> so she comes up to me and she's like, you're so cute. But I didn't Did want to Did she have an accent? Nah. She was, like, she was hey, from. Like, baby, you're well, so cute. She claims she's from Massachusetts. I'm from Massachusetts. She's like, I'm from Mass. And I was like. She was really from West Warwick. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> she had like black wavy hair. Her name was Molly. Her name was Tessa. That's what she told me. I don't know. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> and she looked mixed. Like she okay. could have been black and white or k I don't know. What the fuck? And, you know, she was flirting with me as she, she I'm sure she, I didn't. I'm not going to lie. It caught me off guard. I was a little like, dang, you thought I was cute. But what she hit me with after made me realize like, oh, I'm being played. It's, it's all a game. It's a transaction. It's all a game. Little does she know, I'm chilling with a bunch of ballers. Like I, I'm. You're not getting money from me. You're getting money from my niggas. So she's like, you know, I was gonna say cute, but I saw you with a bunch of girls. I didn't know if one of them were your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, first of all, stereotype. Just because I have a haircut like this doesn't mean I'm gay. But also, but she wasn't wrong. But she wasn't wrong. And I was like, oh nah, you know, I'm talking my shit like I'm single. I'm so is your eyes? Are you? Squinting your eyes while you're talking to her. No, because this is important. This no. is no, you know. Let, not, let me finish. Okay. Let me land. Let me land. So, uh, what did I say? I was like, nah, I'm sitting on my hair trying to be cute. Like, ah, ah, ah. Did you do it like that with that swag? I don't know. Damn, Yo, know, stop asking me questions. Let me you know, finish. I'm single out here. You know, just doing what I do. You know. No, listen, and um, one thing led to another. Next thing I see is George putting money in her hand. Here. Take my girl, give her a, a give her a lap dance, and I'm like, lap dance, Ding. lap That's dance. That's how you felt. <laughs> so I was like, yes, yes, absolutely, right. <laughs> so I mind you, I I've had visions of this, and it's like all coming to fruition, right in front of you. Right just, like, just here, take it and do with it. Just give with it to it. me. <laughs> Wow. So she take I'm following her mm-hmm. to the back and she takes me. It's like stalls, like bathroom stalls. Now, did she take, like, when you follow her? Are you going to ask me a question every time? Is she pulling time? you by your hand? I don't This remember. matters. This all matters. I really don't remember. I honestly, honestly don't. Um, so she takes me to the back mm-hmm. and there's a song playing. I don't even remember what she's playing, but I just remember saying, like, wow, she's really out of beat. And... Wishing and praying like wow They should put more black girls in here I feel like black girls would do She was probably dancing to 42 Doug No I don't know what she was dancing to And um, 
she danced longer than she was supposed to, or so she said. And then she was like, oh, you're not going to touch me? And I was like, excuse me? So the woman asked, it's consensual. Skin was very soft and, you know. Like pillows? No, not like pillows, like silk. Like silk. Like satin. Satin silk. Yes. Highest quality possible. Highest quality. And also her skin was right. Her skin was great. Nice and um, tight. And what I'm not most proud of, and I'm going to share it with the listeners here, is that um, I asked her for her number, and I'm pretty sure she gave me a fake number. Did you call? I did not call, but I did text just to see. Did you get a text back? No, I did not. I, I um, bet you if you call, it'll say... The number welcome, you have reached. No, welcome to the Providence Donut. <laughs> if you have the mess to blow, blow it us. That's a, so that's for the real ones. But yeah, yeah, it was a it was a wild night and then we ended up going to Jillian's best friend's house and that's when everything went downhill. I was as drunk as I have been in a very long time. I was crying, professing my heartbreak and you know, you know, just talking about everything that I've been going through the last few months. And of mm-hmm. course, as Angel would, he took care of me. I remember Jamie feeding me pizza. Is um, Break My Heart playing in the background? Nah, it was much sadder than that. It was, it was, it was, was sadder than Unbreak My Heart. Nah, it was like for real, for real sad. It was like, I don't know. It was, I had no business drinking that much. I'll say that. And I had no business. Um, Ana Gabriel was playing. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, let me finish. I had no business. Maybe I should have stepped back. Maybe I should have went home. Like, I feel like people need to know their boundaries, not mm-hmm. only with drinking. I know my drinking boundaries. I know I was doing the most, but like emotionally, mm-hmm. I should have been like, yo, you know what? I'm really not in the mood. When I wasn't I'll, ready for it. Yeah, yet. I wasn't ready for it. So, but it was a movie. It was a movie. It was, it was a time. It was interesting. But you, but you know what? Being that I've been in the clubs often, mm-hmm. I could say you're not far away from everybody else that's there. Yeah, all the sadness in the club. Because a lot of people are in the club just to, you know, have a rep. Show people that, oh, look, this is what I'm doing. You no, know, they got money when, or whatever. When in reality, you know. They're sad. They're sad. And it's just a way to kind of cover up that mm-hmm. that you know patch that up for yeah. a second i want people to stop doing that i want us to stop doing that i want us to be real about our feeling maybe i should have gave people a disclaimer i mean but i'm grown too you know i i knew better mm-hmm. but i had fun i don't regret it i don't regret anything shout out to tessa thank you for letting me feel on your booty um the little that you had and uh but the skin was right the skin was great shout out to you she's very well moisturized good for her that's very important very important but yeah you that's- know, as a stripper you need to slip and slide down that pole <laughs> you know what i mean if you're not well moist- moisturized you you might get a pool listen burn. man <laughs> listen man we are in valentine's Season Valentine's Day is next week. It's Black History Month. Get out there. It's Aquarius. Shout out to all the Aquarius. What are we doing for Valentine's? I don't know, but I want to play this because this song came on and it's a motherfucking classic. Mm. So many things I'm going through. 
This is a Yo, it's hold timeless. On, hold on, hold on. When you hear that, so many things I'm going through, so much that I want to do. I still remember when this video came out. Yo, like when you hear this is a timeless song. It's so timeless because you can still hear it today, and it sounds crisp. Like it, it's so crisp that you could play it today, and it feels like it's a song from today. You know what's crazy though? Because she had back to back hits. Remember this? Mm-hmm. Oh. She was killing it. She was killing it. What happened to Amory? Life. What happened to her? She's so Life. cute. She was giving us Filipino vibes and all that. She could give me Filipino vibes. I'm down for it. Okay, sir. So... <laughs> We usually uh, have pop culture. I don't really have much. I know this. there's been talks about Whoopi being suspended for two weeks, Joe Rogan being um, a racist, which, are we surprised? Uh, You're surprised? No, but I also don't think he's a racist, even though he has said questionable things. I don't think he's a racist. You know, I feel, I feel like this is all a hit piece. Like they didn't get. He said the n word multiple yes, times. Yes, absolutely. So. He said, he said it. But the fact that it came after, the fact that the COVID thing didn't work. But you didn't even let alarming. me finish finish my intro. So this Joe Rogan thing. There's um. There's also been uh, what's her name? Lauren London mm-hmm. was trending on Twitter because she's going to be in a movie. And so a lot of things been happening. So Joe Rogan this past weekend was exposed of uh, saying the N word. There's a compilation of him saying it multiple times. Mm-hmm. For me, his explanation, I didn't really buy it. Um, I also really don't believe white people with power and money because they'll say anything to pander. So he basically was saying that he was telling a story about how he saw a group of black people mm-hmm. and felt like he was in a zoo. No, like, no, no. He said that. Let me play it because I'm pretty sure that's what he said. And I know that you like him, so you're going to no, defend him. Like, I'm not defending. I'm also being like, on. like, I'm not playing no sides. When well, I, why not? Because I don't need to. But they play sides all the time. Well, I'm not them. I don't know if I saved it. Hold on. Because it was on Instagram. I know. A. Maurice was the one that posted it. Not so damn, I don't think I saved it. But yeah, so basically, people have been talking about how Joe Rogan has all this power and all this leeway and Spotify hands him money and he says outlandish things and nobody says anything. But then you have somebody like Whoopi, who's also using her freedom of speech, which... I don't think what Whoopi said was wrong. I don't think it was out of pocket, but I can see how the Jewish community it's would problematic. be problematic. Bo- both the, on both people's end, so it was pro- problematic on both ends. Let's get to let's get to Joe Rogan first, and then okay. I'll play the the clip of um, 
Whoopi, what she said on The View. She from The View? No? Yeah. I don't have it here. Yeah, so I'll pull up the Whoopi thing. But what what do you think about Joe Rogan? I'll let you finish your thought. I, I think it's a hit piece. What do you mean by that? They couldn't get the job done with the the um COVID thing. Get them down. Mm. So they found the compilation. They put it together and put it out. Because that didn't work. So if we can't get them there, what's the easiest way to get them down? Oh, he said that word a few times. Let's make a co- compilation. He says something questionable. Let's put it out there. And people are going to start. Because we're in a time where... You know, it's and I don't I don't want to say it in a way that it's going to be like giving them the pass, mm-hmm. but also with the context that he was saying it in, it wasn't like he was saying it to someone. He was asking about it, which is a difference. He wasn't asking about it. He was telling a story and the word slipped out of his mouth multiple times. But I, I, we can agree to disagree. We don't have to agree. But I don't think it's a hit. I don't think it's a, uh, what is it? A smear camp. Uh, what's that called? A smear campaign. Yeah. Because this didn't, this wasn't connected to his COVID thing at all. Uh, Amory, uh, not Amory. India Ari. India Ari shared it and it, Went viral I think she was After she sided with Home dude that was Neil Young Neil Young Alright well I didn't see that part But Cause she, I don't know She I just, sided with him And then A week Like a few days later The video came out I just feel like His apology I feel like he said too much If you don't know what to say Just simply say I'm sorry I didn't mean to offend But then people. you wouldn't buy it Neither way It doesn't you, matter if, But now you, you just Digging yourself in a hole Correct But if you're not Gonna believe him you're not going to believe him in the first place. That's not true. You know, at, he took the responsibility to put, and he he took his accountability as he should. He could have stayed mm. quiet. I can find it here. Actually. And it would have been much worse. I, I just think that maybe it's the timing for me that, that is like. Because uh, it's Black History Month? No. Oh, what's the it has, has nothing to do. For me, it didn't have anything to do with Black History Month, I think what was happening here, they couldn't get the job done with the COVID incident. So now they're like, okay, what's I the- mean, well, I feel like people are just trying to prove a point. Like, yo, this guy's kind of shitty. You're not going to do nothing about it? Ha- have you listened to Joe Rogan? I've listened to a couple episodes. I'm not a big and, fan. Well, from an avid listener and, watch, and I watch often, I can tell you that He's always treated everybody as everybody came. So, therefore, I I don't believe that he's racist. Is it problematic that he said those things? Yes. Absolutely. Well, let's let's. But people make to- mistakes, you know. We are asking why Whoopi... I'll hold my, my thought yes. on the Whoopi thing. So, this is Joe Rogan's apology. Hello, friends. Um, I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast, and it's all smushed together, and it looks fucking horrible, even to me. Now, I know that to most people, there is no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. 
I haven't said it in years, but for a long time, when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation and stay, instead of saying the N word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. Like that context. Do you believe him when he says that? That he thought it was okay to use the word? Partially. There's Partially. no one on earth that believes that to be true. Come on. Like we haven't heard. Even black people can say Say the M word In Django we praised We praised the movie when he's saying it I didn't like it then I didn't even really watch that movie But I saw the clip. But you get what I'm saying Like you know I feel like things like this Also is a way to diminish our validity When it comes to saying Oh you shouldn't be saying it I don't know Let's let's continue and see what else Text was part of the clip We were talking about Red Fox how Red Fox said that word on television in the 1970s and how times have changed so much since then. Or about how Richard Pryor used it as one of the titles of one of his albums. Or I was quoting a Lenny Bruce bit or I was quoting a Paul Mooney bit or I was talking about how Quentin Tarantino used it repeatedly in Pulp Fiction. Or I was talking about how a Netflix executive ironically used it because he was trying to compare it to another offensive word and he said it out loud and they fired him not calling anybody or just saying the word out loud i was also talking about how there's not another word like it in the entire english language because it's a word where only one group of people is allowed to use it and they can use it in so many different ways like if a white person says that word it's racist and toxic but a black person can use it and it could be a punchline. It can- this is the part that fucked me up right here. Why do you have to mention that? Who, why does it, what's it to you the way we use it? And nobody uses it with the, with, in the, in the context that he's using it because he's saying it was taken out of context. He's talking about titles of things and lyrics and talking about a Netflix guy. But then you, you're basically trying to justify it. He's saying if black people use it, why can't I? no. It's just because that's just the way it is. That is my problem with the apology. He started talking too much. Cut it right there. Don't say that part. Because now you sound crazy. Oh, they could use it as a punchline. But when white people use it, it's racist. So you're basically saying, if they use it, why can't I? That's wrong for me personally. I took that. Let's be honest. You know, a lot of people are not going to like that I'm saying this, but... You think white people aren't saying it behind closed doors? Okay, but then keep it to yourself. Because then when you do it publicly, you or when you say things like that, you're making other white people feel like it's okay. And if uh, I'm not hurt and I don't do something, you could say it to somebody. You a- don't know. Absolutely, you're if right. Now if that person beats your ass, that's on you. Absolutely. Because this is derogatory. The same way you can't go to an Asian person and say certain things, the same reason you can't go to a Mexican person, Hispanic person, and say the same shit. Like, it's all across the board. There's words that we all know and we're all aware mm-hmm. that you should not be saying. And Absolutely. it doesn't matter if that particular culture says it to each other. It's still at a turn for you. I, I, I just don't like the way he was trying to justify it. I, that's I, the part I didn't sit right with. You know, me. that's where I'm like, okay, that's my, that's where I'm like, okay, this, this is like extra. Yeah, I don't. I but just, also, but also, I don't think he did. He was ever doing it to be racist. 
Yeah, but that way of thinking is racist. If they do it, why can't I? Nigga, because. You have a point. And why? That's just a big conversation of how white, straight, male men feel so entitled to do things. Why? Why? Why can't I? Why can't I? Why can't I? It's like. But the most. Just respect the boundaries. I, I think the biggest thing, he came out and he apologized for it. And I got it was a half ass apology. I respect it. He's a he's like I'm sorry, but like if Tyrone, which is stereotypical, if so why you gotta be tra- Lorenzo, Lorenzo, if Tyrone Lorenzo, if Ruben says nigga, why can't I? That's not an apology. You're saying I'm sorry. I'm sorry, not sorry. That's what it was. He should have just stayed quiet. But anyway, let's move on to Whoopi real quick because Whoopi was recently suspended, and I think. A lot of the conversations, people have been kind of connecting things. Mm-hmm. So Whoopi Goldberg has been on The View, I think, since it started. And, you know, she's a very prominent figure on the show. Her opinions are very valued. She's a legend, iconic. She's done things that uh, not many black women have had the opportunity to do. She's broken boundaries. She's up there, mm-hmm. right? So she's on The View, and they're talking about the Holocaust, and the person who owns ABC or an executive at ABC mm-hmm. said the following. Effective immediately, I am suspending Whoopi Goldberg for two weeks for her wrong and hurtful comments. While Whoopi has apologized, I've asked her to take time to reflect and learn about the impact of her comments. And I'm going to play comments. what she While said. While Whoopi has apologized, I've asked her to take time to reflect and learn about the impact of her comments. The entire ABC News organization stands in solidarity with our Jewish colleagues, the president friends, of family ABC. and communities. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah. going to do this, then let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. On Monday's show, the host of ABC's The View inaccurately claimed the Holocaust was not related to race. It's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg appearing to double down on the Colbert show that night. The American Oof. experience tends to be baseball. Yes. And so Damage that control. is what race means to me. Mm-hmm. When you talk about uh, being a racist, I was saying you can't call this racism. This was evil. Mm-hmm. This wasn't this wasn't based on the skin. You couldn't tell who was Jewish. Mm-hmm. They had to delve deeply to figure it out. Then tweeting an apology, saying in part, the Jewish people around the world have always had my support and that will never waver. I'm sorry for the hurt I have caused. And the next day, opening the view with this. I said that the Holocaust wasn't about race and it was instead about man's inhumanity to man. But it is indeed about race because Hitler and the Nazis considered Jews to be an inferior race. Now, words matter and mine are no exception. I regret my comments, as I said, and I stand corrected. I also stand with the Jewish people, as they know and y'all know, because I've always done that. By the end of the Holocaust, just 77 years. And so they go on to some uh, history. I don't want to speak too much about this because I'm really not as educated about the Holocaust and Jewish and all that. You know, I did a lot of Googling of what Jewish is. And is it a race? Is it a religion? What is it? Because I think, to me, from my understanding, Jewish is a is a religion. It's a way of life. It's mm-hmm. your belief. 
and culture and all that. So I don't I don't want to sound like I'm siding with her because she's black, because although I am, <laughs> but I can un- I can understand how this may have not affected me because I'm not Jewish. Mm-hmm. So to a Jewish person, I can see how this can be offensive. It's like, how, what do you mean it's not about race? Like, people were killed, gas Water. chambers, tortured, mm-hmm. you know, it was genocide. And so going back to Joe Rogan, you just keep your mouth shut. Don't say things. I think Whoopi, I, don't, I know she wasn't malicious. Right. Because she's been on this show and she's never had a problem. But you really have to be careful Mm -hmm. about what you say and how how you you say say it, because what you say you is not like what you say is not directly connected to the intention. Mm -hmm. Like you can intend like Joe Rogan is intending to tell a story or to quote somebody, but. Just because your intention was not to be hurtful doesn't mean that the direct result isn't hurtful. Exactly. So you have to be fucking careful. That's it. And really, I think what we should do on public platforms, and I try not to do this, but I can't help but just, you know, being transparent or being vocal about being black and race. And, you know, we've talked about, well, I've talked about, I'll Mm -hmm. take accountability or, you know, stand by myself talking about white people and how about how racist they are and how I can't stand white people. And I know that there's white listeners or white colleagues, friends, co-workers. I probably think I hate white people. And I think we have to get to a place where like, okay, maybe we shouldn't talk about this on a public forum. Mm -hmm. Keep your hate, keep your thoughts to yourself. If it ain't nice, don't say it at all. If it ain't nice, don't say it. And you know, I'm guilty of doing that, but you put, it's a, it's a rock in a hard place because we're hearing these apologies, but the damage is already done. Now, um, what I wanted to say earlier, the difference of Joe Rogan and Whoopi is that Whoopi did it on somebody else's platform. No, that's her own platform. She doesn't own it. She's co-owner. Joe Rogan owns his platform. Well, she's not a co-owner. She's a host. Yeah, so she's getting paid to go on. I Joe see Rogan what you're saying. Owns in his, his own platform. platform. Yeah, yeah. Spotify pays him to host for him to put the show on their network. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying it's a private own. Exactly. Yeah, that is a big difference because you technically we could say whatever the fuck we want on podcast. Pretty much. So. I mean, the whole thing with Spotify is a separate thing. Mm-hmm. We all know Spotify is money hungry vultures. They're feeding artists peanuts for streaming, mm-hmm. and that's separate. But at the same time, it's true. But my only problem with this is, which kind of goes with what you're saying, because mm-hmm. it's privately owned. My problem with this is, Whoopi says something. To me, what she said wasn't racist. Was it hurtful? It wasn't. Yes, of course. But it wasn't racist is that they can be so quick to remove her and silence her. But Joe Rogan. Free pass again. She's on somebody else's platform. Yeah, I get it. She doesn't own it. It sucks. You know, this is a lesson. Go own your stuff and you can't get removed. Yeah, but that's not even I hate that conversation. I'm, 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 I'm not saying it just to bypass whatever's happening. But 
if you own your your platform, yeah, but it's not even about you owning can't get things. Sus- but the thing is that you can't get suspended for something if you own it. Of course, I know that. But why doesn't freedom of speech apply to all? Why it only applies to I, so- I feel, when it comes to ownership? I, I feel it. I feel it does. But if you're working under somebody else's roof, it doesn't. That's oh, why no, I said man. ownership is very important. Yes, you, but you we don't do- have to own everything. I hate that. Like, not everybody's an owner. Not everybody's an entrepreneur. Not everybody's a boss. Like, absolutely, it's okay to okay work okay for someone else. But if you know you're working for somebody, you got to watch how you speak. Yes, but we don't say we got to own our shit. We got to, like, I hate that. Like, we're not all owners. And, and, you know, everybody has a part. Everybody plays a part. And I don't know. I just, I think it was unfair all in all to suspend her for so long. But Whoopi has been on this show for mad long. She's never had an issue, uh, well, an issue like this. And I don't know, a week Maybe, but two weeks off? We got to take that up with... We don't have to take it off with anybody. I mean, I don't own shit, and I'm not the boss of nobody, but goddamn. I mean, but if if we're going to complain about it, we got to take it up to the man who's making them them decisions. I mean, it is what it is. I still respect Whoopi. Um, I want to say this publicly. I have no hate in my heart for white people. Do I have a gripe with white people? Absolutely. Because of history, because of present, because of uh, power, because of entitlement, racism, my background, who I am. Everything I stand for goes against what many white people are against. So when I speak about white people, I'm generalizing. I am. I'll take accountability for that. But I don't hate white people. Do they get on my nerves? Yes. Are they ignorant? Yes. Do I stand behind what I say? Yes. But I don't want people to think that I'm on here and like I'm really going outside like I fucking hate white people. Actually, I'm more scared of white people than I do hate them because I'm not going to get into detail, but you know. Send me from up the street might be. Niggas are plying and scheming. And I don't know. I just think that, you know, what you say is always interpreted differently by everybody. So what I say could be taken people, lightly. People will or, turn it, bend it certain ways. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess we just have to be careful what we say and how we say it. Not only that, but if you're unhappy listening to somebody, just change the channel. Turn it off. Turn it off. Like, I know it's going to sound crazy, but if, and I'm just using this hypothetically, if someone was to say some racist shit to somebody else, own it. I, I prefer that person to own it and stand on it. Yeah. Then, then say, oh, I, I apologize and I mean it. Mm-hmm. If you really mean it, mean it. Exactly. That's if the not, thing. If you if you really feel the way you, you don't apologize. We're in a weird situation. I, I respect the man that says, I'm racist and I'm racist. That's it. I stand by my racist self. Yeah, stand in your racism, man. Just, I guess, just, I don't know. Just be honest or, and, you know, just be considerate too. Of other people's feelings. Maybe I should tone down the white hate. Maybe I should do that. Are we, no, I'm not actually. So, so one, I feel like one thing that's very important, we don't cancel people. You know, I think people should be taken down, but I don't think we should cancel people because 
we're going to get to a point where canceling people is going to be the boy who cried wolf. It's going to be like, oh, here they go again, trying to cancel somebody else. I mean, we're already seeing that. I mean, it is what it is. I'm a fan of canceling. I think there should be people that are punished for what they do, just like regular people in regular civilian life get punished, go to jail, and their careers are taken away. And sometimes in some predicaments, children are taken away. I think that um, we've we've talked about this on the podcast numerous times. Celebrities and public figures have way too much power and hold way too much weight and dictate way too much of what society thinks and feels. And so, yeah, we're just in a weird time. I think we're figuring out how to go about this new way of life. Of life. Of social media and public speaking, the metaverse. Everyone having opinion. Yeah, it's just a wild time. But anyways, we're done with that. Uh, are you ready for the metaverse? We're done. I don't even know what that. I'm not interested. But you know what I am interested in? Mm. This right here. <laughs> New Yogati. If you have Fire. not heard this, are you even a hip hop fan for real? Are you from New York even? That's New Yo Gotti featuring Shansia. Shansia. That's my pick of the week. I should have never played it, but there it is. I've said it. But before we end, damn, I forgot what I was going to say. I hate when that happens. Oh, yes. Before we, we end, before we close out, before we get to um, pop culture. Pass me the ox. Uh, yes, we are in pop culture. Before we get to pass me the ox. You want to run that back? Do that over that No, piece. it's fine. This is natural. We own this. It's fine. Okay, ownership is very important. Uh, recently, Lauren London was trending on Twitter. For those of you that don't know, Lauren London is the beautiful actress who is also known as the late, great Nipsey Hussle's girlfriend. And um, she's been in multiple things. I think what she's really known for is her role in ATL and um I don't know if you remember ATL but I watched it a lot like I did too a lot to me it's a classic okay. I don't know if anybody where, else where, where are you taking us with this where I'm taking this is that um I probably know this movie word for word and last week I did a I tried to do a movie mm-hmm. word for word save the last dance shout out to Julia Styles and um Sean his name is and Kerry Washington. Uh, so I wanted to talk about this one particular scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but it's the scene. So if you haven't seen this movie, spoiler alert, it's about this girl who's basically trying to fit in into the community mm-hmm. of what she thinks like black people are supposed to be, like ghetto hood. Mm-hmm. Um, and she falls in love with the main character, Rashad, who is played by T.I., mm-hmm. a.k.a. Um, ancient nigga. And... Um, so the, there's a scene where 
the friend finds out that she's been faking who she is. She's not really this ghetto girl from the hood. She's really this girl who got money. And her father is a golf, a famous golf player mm-hmm. who's offering Rashad's uh, best friend, Esquire, the boy, mm-hmm. a scholarship for college. And there's a scene where he's in the house. You, you remember that scene? And, walk, us, and walk us down the scene. I'm, I'm walking through. <clears throat> Let me channel my inner uh, Emmy Award winning performance. So they're in the kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes, you better not tell Rashad. And he was like, wow, you even talk different. She was like, you better not say anything to him. And he said, oh, I'm going to tell him. Please believe that. And she's like, if you tell him, I'm going to tell my father about you. And he was like, is that a threat? And she was like, it's whatever you want. If my father finds out the truth about you, you're done. And he's like, you know, what does he say? Damn, I lost my chain of thought. She's like, she's like, oh, you know, they're fixing the fork. And he and he's she's like, uh, what did she say? Fuck, I lost my chain of thought. Shh, Emmy. She's putting the forks and he's like. The fort goes on the other side. And she was like, I'm from the tray. And he's like, oh, that's funny. You want to be ghetto so bad. And she's like, uh, um, my father's from the tray. And he's like, no, he's not. I never read that. And she's like, well, he's never said it. He's like, I don't blame him. She's like, are you serious? He's a sellout. And he's like, do you blame him? You can have the piss in the hallways. I want the Picasso. You got Picasso in your house. Shh. Shut up. Lower your voice. It's like, how'd you even find out about Cascades? Would you get the 99 cent flip book on how to be hood? <laughs> some shit like that. I don't know verbatim. But that shit was some great A acting. And if you have not seen that movie, go. Check it out. And maybe I got to come in here with a scene. You got... <laughs> You gotta try to nail yeah, like I, I do. I, I Let me tell you something. Remember, it seems like that. The only, the only one that I can possibly do is um, Rush Hour Two when they're in the spa. You, 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 Ricky Tang. Just met you in the bathroom. <laughs> Yo, that movie was low key, kind of like it was teetering the line of racism. But I Absolutely. watched ATL a lot. I haven't watched it in like I don't even know how long in a very long time. But there's also the scene too where. She's wearing the necklace that T.I. gave her, mm-hmm. Rashad, and he rips it off her. And she was like, give me back my necklace. And he's like, why? Because it's, it's mine. And it means something to me. He's like, man, whatever. And he walks <laughs> away. <laughs> I love that movie. But long story short, Lauren London was getting body shamed, which is so childish. Because she's in a preview for a new movie. I don't even uh, know. Uh, it's a Netflix comedy, and she plays uh, Jonah Hill's girlfriend, which mm. is a weird matchup for me. I don't know. Absolutely. Oof, but whatever. And so people were saying that she looks chubby, that she gained weight, that why she the pandemic hit her really hard and saying all this bullshit. And I'm like... Yeah, people say anything. on The, the internet is the mean kids that yo, never, their parents didn't love them. They never got attention. They didn't. That's like, all the internet is. It's a bunch of bullshit. I'm like, yo, really? You're picking on a woman's weight at this day and age? Like, that shit's so old. It's so corny. So, 
Some people never grow. Some people never grow. But I just really wanted to bring up Lauren London really to do that scene. I'm not going to hold you. Mm. I dropped the ball a little bit, but it's a good movie. Yeah, I did the best I could. But that's all that I have for the culture shock. Yeah, you already know what it is. It's your boy Benz alongside Christina. We have a Spark Up podcast. What's going on? We got a special guest. Hey. Episode 136. Hey. We have a special guest. Yes, we do. We are a little spicy. It's, it's not. Don't lie to the people. It's going to get very spicy because I'm childish. How spicy are you going to get? Okay. Motherfucking top. Are we allowed to curse? Yes. yes. You can say whatever you like on here. We are very vulgar. And I'm very childish, so I'll probably be laughing. So. A disclaimer. So, without further ado, I've been dying to sit down with this person. We've connected, we connected a little while ago on Instagram. And you were talking about something that you were working on. I had no idea what it was. And. Um, what direction you're going to take. So when you launched your brand, it was a surprise, but the marketing, the branding is like on point. Yes, it is. So kudos to you for that. But we have here none other than Coco, a.k.a. the conversational free (laughs) You're annoying. So tell us who you are and what you do before we start. Like she said, it's your girl Coco, the conversational freak. And I teach individuals, specifically women, how to be sexually confident in themselves, in the bedroom, most importantly, for themselves. Because a lot of times we hear, oh, I want to do this for my man and I want to do X, Y, Z. And I'm just like, okay, so how about you? So I really focus on individuals and just doing it for yourself first. Because when you enjoy it as a woman, your partner's going to have an amazing time. Yes, that's very true. And I see that you're very open on Instagram and very, I guess, free. It's very freeing. So let's talk about the beginning. Let's backtrack and talk about the background. What made you want to go into this field? What made you want to start this business? So I went to the school of the hard knocks and you <laughs> So basically when I was six years old, I was sexually assaulted by a friend of a friend. But what really led to that was me being naive. Um, I remember we were walking and he was like, oh, you know, I'm a nympho. I didn't know what a nympho was, but I was trying to be down. I was trying to be cool. I was 15, he was 18. So I'm just like, I can't seem like a child. So I'm like, yeah, I'm a nympho too. No, I'm yeah, like I could look at a tree and get horny, and I was like, "Whoa, oh!" <laughs> I was like, okay, not understanding what's going on. So it was really the lack of knowledge that led to that. It was the lack of conversation being in the house. It was the lack of seeing women being sexually liberated, but being responsible at the same time. So it just kind of spiraled into that. So after that had happened, it just led to me just trying to look for myself in different ways and different ways and different men and like, okay. And growing up super Christian, I'm like, 
oh my god like every man that i was with i thought i had to marry because i'm just like dang i can't let this body count go up because ain't nobody gonna want me mm. so there was like a lot of like psychological things and religious and what you see in the media and after i got out of my you know long-term relationship i was like fuck this i'm gonna do me i'm gonna have a whole phase and it was amazing guys it was amazing <laughs> now I was not committed to nobody and it was so empowering to me because every decision I made was a decision for me. I manifested the men that I wanted. Mm. It was really like I would not date a certain type of man, certain type of financial standpoint, like everything was on point with what I wanted. And if you wasn't with that, I was just like, nah. And I never looked back from that. I'm like, this is such a freeing feeling. I can't even imagine living the way that I used to, caring what people have to say. And, oh, like going to the church I went to, wearing ripped jeans was like a no-no. Like you're a, you're a pagan. Well, I would have been going to hell. All my jeans are ripped. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a lot of just trauma. And I was just like, I'm not living my life based off of that anymore. Wow. Okay. I mean, you nipped it all in the bud. You answered most of the questions I was going to ask you. How do you, do your parents know what you're doing? Like, do your friends, like, what do people around you think about what you're doing? <laughs> so my friends think it's amazing. They're just like, bitch, what? Like, because I've always been an extrovert, but not in that way. So now it's like on a hundred where they're just like, this glow, this happiness, this is what every woman wants and as far as like my parents so i told my mom that i teach people about sex i didn't show her my page mm. i didn't go that because i knew it was just gonna go left and i try to keep my peace so i i told her i do teach people about sex and she was actually fascinated and then yeah. she was like you know me and your dad i was like we don't need to talk about yeah that. no yeah calm down mom mom's be getting crazy but yeah, I was on your page and I was like, oh, you know, she's talking about sex. And then I feel like you've picked up, you you wrote your own book and you do classes now. And so talk about like the book. Let's talk about the book. First of all, you have the book. Give us, you know, how people can buy it. What's the name of it and all that jazz and, and what we can find in this book. Because the book is telling all the tea. So the book is basically it's called the Wapalations. I came up with that name. The Wapalations. The Wapalations. <laughs> 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 yes, because the thing is, I feel like as women, we have this thing where we think that our vagina needs to smell like potpourri and flowers and Victoria's Secret, which is not true at all. But I feel like we get conscious in the room when a man down on us, or you know us not trying to have no smell, I created a book where it's just like, I'm going to teach you exactly how to walk you desire. And it goes in depth of like what you should be taking, what you should be eating, what you should be eating less of, because the number one thing about it is your diet, what you're using, what you're allowing, even your partner, because there have been women that I've met that I've coached where they get reoccurring yeast infections. And it's not that they're dirty, which is also not a misconception. It was the partner that they were fucking with. Ooh. So men, please, if she has a yeast infection after y'all done fucked, you may be the problem. Yeah, wash yourself. Yeah, don't be so quick to say, oh my gosh, she has this. She's using this vaginal cream. It's just like, but you and your dirty fingernails did that. 
So what can men do to have cleaner sex? Obviously, not just... I was just, just going to ask that because, you know, since you you don't hear about it much, but I've heard a lot about it. Mm-hmm. So what can men do? So there's a few things men can do, actually. So drinking more water. So what you don't want is when you're urinating for your urine to be like this deep yellow. Like that means your kidneys are working extra hard to kind of those toxins out of your body. And you want to help your body do that by drinking more water. That's number one. Number two, when you decide that you want to finger hurt and say, make sure your nails are clean because bacteria lives under the nail. So when you're touching her and mm-hmm. she, our hormones change all the time. So we may not be in a hormonal state where we can fight those certain bacteria. So keeping your nails clean. Also, I feel like this has happened on several occasions where a man will want to perform oral sex on a woman and they feel like, oh, well, okay, bacteria lives in your mouth. Let me go brush your teeth. You actually make it worse. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> what happens is when you're brushing your teeth and you're brushing your, um, your tongue and all of that, you're causing abrasions to happen. Mm. Those abrasions are fresh. And now those are kind of like open wounds in your mouth. Wow. So you're really opening, you're giving more yeah. bacteria, if anything. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. I did not know that. And possibly even exchanging fluids now. Yes, that's a good point. Exactly. I'm brushing my teeth. I'm thinking, I'm going down under. I got to be clean. Exactly. So it's just like, okay, yeah, I brush. make sure you brush your teeth like several hours before that. And just, again, drinking water. Flushing out. Don't go, you know, drink honey, smoke a blunt, and just like, no, show it, I'm going to go eat you out. Uh, n- no, you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, is the pineapple theory true? Oh, my God. So no, I'm kidding. So, like, you're eating pineapple. Okay. Fruit in general. There's actually specific fruits that work perfectly for the vagina. For example strawberries berries spinach your vagina loves leafy greens so that's why like even my partner i'm putting my blush right now but i don't care so even with him like i love sucking his dick because his cum don't taste weird because he he doesn't eat he drinks his water his diet's pretty much on point does he drink yes like once in a while but i was dating this other person and just like your shit tastes like pennies pennies like pennies Like change, dirty change. Copper. Copper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's the same for women where it's just like, you know, if you're eating like a lot of processed food, that is coming out of your pores, that's coming out of your vagina. So Mm. you don't want to, you know, smell like bacalao. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, we were familiar with the bacalao smell. (laughs) It's heavy in the Dominican household. But that's I, so I ate some bacalao yesterday. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm not even joking. Now, when people come to these classes, is it mostly women, or do you find that men are coming to these classes too? It's strictly for women, so they can feel mm. comfortable to be fully who they are and ask questions. The only man that I will bring is my boyfriend, and only for male perspective because they'll have questions like, "Well." How does this speak to a man where he can answer those questions? Because I don't have a penis. Mm-hmm. And he's honest in how he answers. And women are like, 
oh yeah, my boyfriend has said that before. And I'm like, well, it's not just him. It's a man thing. Now, um, will you, and we know you, this is an all women's class, but will you be teaching for men as well in the future? So, funny you ask. So, the squirting class that is February 20th is for men and women. So, it's mm. women to learn how to relax your body, your different G spots, and for men to understand how to help a woman, how to get her in those moods that it's not going to be a, oh, I finger popped you and I expect rain showers. It doesn't work that way. So, that is the first class that's going to be co ed. So, you can teach people to, to squirt? Like, you're saying that all women are capable of this? So because there's not a lot of scientific background behind it, but what they have found is it's a lot of mental blocks. It's one, the mental block and knowing exactly how you, some women will have a baby before they had an orgasm. Wow. And that's because like me, I'm clitoral stimulation all the way. Like I don't even, I don't even care for, no, I do care for penetration. That was a lie. Don't quote that. But <laughs> I love penetration, babe. Don't, don't. But the thing is, it's understanding you know where your spots are. Because if you're not aware of those things, how do you expect to squirt? And there are also health issues that women have where you may not be able to because of the health issues that you have. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So Uh it's uh mental, it's physical, it's a a lot of things playing to it. Yes. I'm gonna ask a question, and this may be a dumb question, but can men squirt? Because women can. Can men squirt? No. No, because you know what I mean? You're still stimulating, and you know what I mean? I mean, I guess we'll like pre cum, pre ejaculation. Yeah, that's pretty much your squirt. But sorry, y'all. Let's talk about, because you, you said you enjoy giving oral oh, yes. this is where the childishness comes in i can't say <laughs> without getting what christina wants to say is i had made a claim which is true that i enjoy oral sex mm-hmm. yes it comes from a place of power for me mm, i was just gonna ask you because i've heard women say that they enjoy it because they like to make you know just to please their man make him feel good but i've also heard from that perspective that they just like to feel like Basically, like I got your balls in my hand. Like it, every your pleasure right now is in my hands, and it's more of like a power thing. So I was wondering. So it is a power thing, and it's just one. Because I know I'm messing without it, so it's just like oh, it's like thoughtless to me. But it's also I am literally in control of how I want you to react. So if I want you to moan, I know exactly what to do to do that. If I want you to bust, if I don't want you to do it right now, I'm in control of that. You get what I mean? So then it just becomes a turn on for me because it's almost like mind fuck. just like, how far can we take this? Wow. So you like to tease. Yes. What's your sign? I'm an Aquarius. Oh, snap. <laughs> Aquarius is they're freaks. But um, and we're not going to talk about how I know. But bands once said to he said on the podcast one time that if somebody's not sucking he's not fucking do you what do you think about this um hold on hold on because you're you're saying it <laughs> let me put some content okay contact yeah the conversation was brought up 
like the girl was getting freaky and I let her know this is what what I like base basically told her exactly what Christina said I don't think it's wrong because we she walked into that door and I and I let her know off the rip and I wasn't opposed to doing the same just in case the question comes up I'm I'm down okay. and what do you say to that so let me ask you this. Was this just going to be like a hit it and quit it? Was it a friends with benefits? Was it a relationship? I need to know like what the context is in that sense. Well, at the time, <laughs> it was a little more than friends with benefits. Really? You never told me that little detail. But, but the thing is, <laughs> now I'm being interrogated. Okay. Um. So it was a little more than friends with benefits, but it never got to nothing. You know what I mean? It just died out. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I say to this. I feel like you're not wrong in the sense of, hey, as a per- like, if we're going to be fucking wrong, this is what I want, because that's what I would expect a woman to do. Like, if this is your standard, and don't lower it for anybody. But when we're talking about, you know, mindset that people are comfortable with, mm-hmm. I've had a situation where someone wasn't comfortable in other relationships doing xyz but when it came to someone else they were comfortable because that person was willing to learn well why because some women it's not just well, i don't like that because that's not my thing and da, da, da. some women say that but it's deeper where it's just like even for me i love doing it but one thing i don't like don't put your hand behind my head to put my head down don't yes. do that because it's very triggering for me mm. but because that that happened to me before in a really bad situation where it was forced so for me is i understand myself enough to know like hey these are my limits but i'm going to tell you why so sometimes that person might be willing to do it but it's the way you approach them it's the way you say it it's hey you know this is what i like i understand you don't but i just want to understand why you don't like it that's a good point i want to go i'm sorry you said something I don't want to interrupt you. Oh, no, no, no. I'm good. No, I wanted to go back, if you don't mind, to talk about, since you brought up the the trauma again, how did you work through that? Like, because I know there's a lot of instances where girls are sexually assaulted and they're raped and people say that they either end up being like very promiscuous or they end up being like very sheltered and like afraid of men. So how did you overcome that? Like, what were the steps that you took to trust again? Um, therapy. <laughs> I did therapy. And then therapy I also did like a lot of inner work. I wasn't afraid to explore because I already knew what it was like to be someone who was conformed in a box. So it's just like, okay, what will happen if I step out this box? Which it was scary. It took not me trusting men, but it took me learning to trust who I was mm. and the decisions I was making and taking ownership of that. So it was more so of like, okay, I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust my knowledge. So when I put myself more up on game, it's just like, well, what are you willing to accept? What are you willing to do? And it just kind of went on from there. And you also mentioned that because, you know, we're in the conversation of trauma and like sexual assault and and like how men have these. I feel like sometimes men have these wild expectations of what a woman is supposed to be like in bed and how it's supposed to feel. And 
can you talk a little bit about like sexual chemistry and how people figure out like if you're even sexually compatible or even if if that is even a thing like can you teach somebody how to be sexually compatible to you or is that something that you think is like natural uh both because i've taught before and then it was just like oh this fire and then there's just been like people where it's just like you know me Oh, wow. And you don't even know my last name or my first name. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it can be natural. It can also be taught. Um, So I just want to backtrack a little bit. So when you're talking about sexual chemistry, you have to understand a lot of these people are going based off of what they're taught. They were taught Mm -hmm. through porn. So they were taught something that's unrealistic. They're taught like, oh yeah, everyone can swear. Oh, if you can't swear, you ain't shit. Or if you don't suck big and you can't make me buzz, you ain't, oh, you ain't that good. And it's just like, bro, you know they were paid to do that? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So these are the expectations mm-hmm. that they have now. And it's just really opening up and communicating like, hey, listen, I can pussy pop on a handstand for you, bro. But I could, you know, we could, we could work to get there. It's that communication. Right. And you talk, well, on your bio, I know you mentioned something about sex being a taboo do you think that we're closer towards it not being taboo do you think that things are kind of still pretty much the same i feel like we are making progress in terms of it not being taboo but i think even though we're starting to get there there are also still a lot of stigmas like talk about some of the stigmas for example okay Something that I know personally is just like, oh, you go to church, blah, blah. So you can't be that freaky. Or if you are, it's just like, are you really a, are you really into Jesus like that? Because would God approve? And it's just, God wants me to have fun and be pleased because I'm walking in the way of the Lord. So why can't I have fun behind closed doors? I'm not fucking in the pews. Mm. You get what I mean? So stigma like that. Or, you know, if you're, a woman who is dating, you could date two men at the same time and have had sex with two people in your whole life. Oh, you're dating two people at the same time? Oh, you must be loose. You must be you must be that. But if a dude doesn't, it's just like, oh, no, he's just not trying to settle down. He's just having fun. Right. It's just like, but I'm a hoe because I'm dating two people at the same time, even though I'm being safe, even though they know about each other, even though everything's out on the table. So there are a lot of stigmas where it's just like, I could, if I'm twerking in a music video with like two chains, damn, she a video vixen now and she's this and she's working with two chains. Mm-hmm. But if I'm having fun for myself on my story twerking, ooh, that's a little ratchet. You showing all that on Instagram and blah, blah, blah. And it's just mm-hmm. like, but if it was for media, it was okay. But mm-hmm. if it's for myself, it's ratchet and ghetto. Hmm, that's interesting. And it's so interesting how like, we're in a time now especially on instagram where women are so much more i don't want to use the word revealing but i guess like expressive like using their body like we're seeing you know people talking about bbls and people talking about body fit like you know everything is about not everything is about but things are very sexualized do you think that there's a such thing as too sexual I feel like there's an appropriate time for everything. For example, if I'm dealing with 
my child going to school and I have to go to a parent-teacher conference, I'm not walking in with booty shorts. And booty. I love walking around the house in booty shorts if my kids aren't home or if I'm by myself because I, I feel liberated. But if I'm out in public, I have enough respect to know that, okay, this is not the time for me to be shouting sexual liberation with 12-year-olds and 11-year-olds near me. So I feel like there is a time for everything, just like there's certain discussions for everything. So mindset-wise, like if someone asks me, hey, how do you feel about this? I'm going to tell you straight up how I feel. But when it comes to me revealing myself or doing things in certain times, I'm just like, mm, not right now. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I mean, like it's, like it's like a time for, there's a time and a place for everything. Yes. Like, if you're going to post a thirst trapping picture and you say, I'm just thirst trapping because I was bored, I respect it because you were honest. But when you're showing titties and nipples and all this, and you're just like, I just want the community to know that I just <laughs> oh, Nah, be real with your shit. I don't like. Be real with it. The, the classic one. How's my nails? And you see the ass right behind. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Ben's favorite. And it's just like t- like titties all out, titties all out. And it's just like, oh, you got my new chain, yeah. girl. You know we ain't looking at the chain. Definitely not. And you brought up thirst traps, so I'm so glad because last week we were talking about thirst traps, and like you know mm-hmm. how we, what kind of thirst traps we fall victim to. And I know Chloe Bailey's been getting a lot of flack about her being yeah. too sexy or something. Well, I said that she sounds horny, but. I'm also not opposed. Like, who am I to tell Chloe Bailey, one of the finest people in the industry, to tone it down? But uh, a lot of people have been coming at her. How do you feel about something like that, like some in a situation that Chloe's in right now? I feel like, one, we have to understand age. Chloe is coming into a woman, the industry that she's in. I don't feel like she's doing if she's too reporting. For example, a couple weeks ago, where she did that song where it's like <laughs> yes the mini represent cover oh God, she's moaning she's just bored too much but did anybody the time to look at the original video of the person who actually thank you i said it's the not same as thing. horny to be fair the exact the harmonizing when i listened to it i was just like but the lady was moaning too Mm-hmm. But when Chloe did it, it was the, like I feel like because the way Chloe came into the industry as a new innocent girl group, mm-hmm. and now as she's growing up and going into a woman, it's just like whoa, 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 whoa! Where's all this coming from? It's just like, bro, you act like she's like out here sucking titty at the VMAs, like she's performing. She's no problem with Cardi B, but that's why I'm saying like. When you are who you are, just come out as who you are. I feel like once you put yourself in a box, everybody looks at you in that box. And as soon as you go out, it's like, what are you doing? Mm. And I'm not. mm. People don't expect that. Do you think that people feel that way about you? Wow. I've never thought about it because I never gave a fuck. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Hold on. I have a period button here. That, That answer was actually really on point. Like, why? Why would anybody else care? Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, I feel like women, we have to always worry about what other people say, whether you're gay, straight, whatever you identify as. 
women are always getting like ridiculed, judged, looked, yeah. like frowned upon. Like everything we do is frowned upon. So I always wonder, like I'm looking at your thing and sometimes I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm like, is she doing too much? And then I have to catch myself like, no, that's just what I've been taught. That yeah. this is mm -hmm. women are supposed to be a certain way, talk a certain way. And I think that we really are the generation that's going to, like, break that mold yeah. and, you know, make changes. I, I think we already broke it to a certain extent. Yeah, I think so, too. But my thing, conversations. my thing is, like, because I'm a mom. So I think about often about, OK, like what behaviors will affect my daughter? And I know you yeah. don't have kids yet of your own, but like. Do you think about that, like, in the future? Because I know, like, for example, Kim Kardashian. She's out yeah. here. She's been out here. She got, like, five kids now. One day they'll see what, you know, what mommy was up to on the Instagram. Do you worry about that at all? Or do you just, like, are you finding a way to, I don't know, think about what you'll say? Or, like, do you even think about that? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. So when I post anything on Instagram, I make sure my messaging is very clear. Um, I make sure that if it is a video or a photo that gets back and like, let's say my kids use it like 20 years later, nothing that I'm ashamed of because I was owning who I was. I wasn't, you know, out here with the crazy sex tape. I was teaching people who you are. So, hey, this is who I am. I embrace my body and that's what I want when my daughter, you know, my daughter, my daughter, when she's up age can have those conversations I want to be like this. Me, I was and being liberated, but it was never. I was disrespecting myself. Mm -hmm. So it's just that, and just I don't want her to learn about sex toys and all this from a dude that she should. I want her to come to me. Yeah, that. So I think having that conversation with your kids and being uncomfortable kind of sets them up for failure in the end because, okay, if I don't think about sex toys, who can do it? Mm. Okay. Somebody. Now, now in, the, in your class, are you teaching STDs, STIs as well? I'm sorry? Are you teaching STDs and STIs as about, well? Teaching about? And she can't teach STDs. I mean, <laughs> but you know, you teach, well, you're showing people that these things can happen you're telling them about it so funny because i've been thinking about doing something for like parents of how do you have that talk because especially single dads mm -hmm. like what are they going to tell their daughter how are we going to have this talk single moms who have sons like hey as a woman like this is how you approach her this is how you talk to her you can be gentle with her and all these things that has been something that's been running through my mind as I'm preparing to like pull out a vagina in a few months to tell her, hey, sis, you're about to get your period. So I need you to learn to navigate your body. Mm. So it's just those conversations. I brought it up a couple of times and she's just like, I don't want to talk about this. So that tells me, okay, I need you, I need you to be in a comfortable space. Right. That's so, so true. I mean, it's tricky because I think it depends on the child. It depends on the person you're talking to because obviously, you know, if you're talking to a room full of adults, you would be, you would hope that they're already sexually educated 
and that they know about STDs and STIs or if you're teaching parents, you know, they either coming to you for help or they're at that stage with their child because my kid is seven and I've been talking to her about a period for like a year now because she sees me putting on my pad and she sees not to be graphic, but she sees the blood and you know what I'm saying? So I think you have to have the conversation as it happens, as they're exposed to it and try to kind of beat the world to it. It's just kids are tricky because every case by is case by case. It's literally case by case. Like when she has a period, I'm not going to be like, oh, now let's talk about sex because you're going to get pregnant. Like, I feel like a lot of people approach it that way. Yeah. But it's just, I need to see where you're at because what if, yeah, you have your period, but you're not even interested in boys. You still think they're yucky. Okay, cool. I know. All right, let's. But when you're talking about, well, I have a crush and I want to date. And okay, now the conversation is a little different. Like, okay, breaks. My daughter brought up a crush last week. Did I tell you that? I was no. sick to my stomach. I don't know why God gave me a girl. I think it's my karma. But um, you brought up. It's a blessing. Stop it. No, I'm saying like I'm going to have to deal with the same thing I put my mom through. I think. Yeah, girl. God forbid. But we're praying. But you brought up sex toys. So let's talk about a little bit about sex toys. I, w- I want to say the first thing is that Nick Cannon is talking about. You spoke about this on your Instagram as well, but I want to expound on it. And I also want to get a man's opinion. Nick Cannon, I guess, was complaining about using sex toys in the bedroom. And it was like a competition. Yeah, he said it was like a competition. He didn't want to, like, if I'm pleasing you, why do you need this toy to please you? Yeah. So talk about what you said on Instagram and we'll go from there. So sex toys are not your competition. They're your friend. They're your helper. Honestly, you got to look at it's all about mindset and how you're looking at it. One, I think when people think of sex toys, the first two things that comes to mind is a vibrator and a dildo. Mm. And they're just like, oh, am, not, am I not pleasing you? And why do you need this? And it's just like, do you know how? You could have a blindfold and a flogger and it's considered a sex toy. Hold on, what's a, what's a flogger exactly for the fans that don't <laughs> Facts, know what's a flogger? Because I don't know what that is either. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So a flogger is basically like a whip. Ah. Okay, I know. I definitely know what that is. That's a sex toy. Um, there's actually sex toys where it's just like if your partner's too big and too long, sometimes like if he's hitting it a certain way, it actually hurts. And I've had that happen. It fucking hurt. Like that's not pleasurable at all. And there's actually sex toys that creates a buffer around his penis where he feels like he entered you all the way, but it stops it at a certain point so you can be pleased without getting hurt and he feels like he's completely in your vagina. So it's basically like uh like it, it it just stops you in a certain point. Yes, like a door stopper. <laughs> <laughs> a shaft stopper. A shaft. That's lit. I did not know that existed. I could imagine there are so many different types of toys. So it's just finding the right one that works for you and your partner. So it could even be a butt plug. Did y'all know? I'm gonna put y'all on game real, real quick for the freaky deekies. So ladies, <laughs> if you. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, tell me. Asking, like, I've never had anal sex before. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do I get into that? First, start off with a butt plug. What is a butt plug for those that don't know? So, a butt plug, it comes in different like shapes and sizes, but it's literally like this. Damn, look, I used to have when I lost it. It looks like a top. Them spinning. Like, like what you put like on a wine bottle to like keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. 
That's a perfect description. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like that. And then they have anal beads as well, where it's just like, it looks like beads on like this plastic string. So when you're using a butt plug, right, if you put it in, it actually kind of pushes um, like the back part, like of your cervix up a little bit. And when he's hitting it from the front, it's like double stimulation. Whoa. Double pain. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all want to try that out? Get a butt plug, y'all. Listen, it's been a minute, but I don't know. You're convincing me. Yo, ain't that why, you know how Future says, put your thumb in her butt? Mm. That's exactly why, because it, it, um, you know, it's the pressure that's happening, right? Wow. That's 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 what I mean, where it's just like, okay, well, if you don't want to use a butt plug, okay, so you're trying to hit it. And put your thumb in her butt and hit at the same time. That's how it works. And now you're not really in the room. You're now thinking about your rhythm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go too far up her butt so no doo comes on my finger. Like, you're thinking about all these things where it's just like, if you just use a sex toy and a butt plug, you could have enjoyed it a little better. That's true. Is there a process before having anal sex? Yes, y'all. Let me tell you a story. So when I used the butt plug for the first time, my dumbass used coconut oil and not lube. Oof. That shit hurt. I had to Jeez. take it out in the middle. So I was just like, I can't do this. My ass is tearing up. Like, <gasps> I cannot do this. Oh, I had to take gosh. it out. But after that, if you use lube, and please relax your butt. The more you clench your butt, the more it's going to hurt going in. Mm-hmm. There is anal relaxing spray, guys. So wow, spray that's news butt, to me. Relax. <laughs> I'm learning so much. This is crazy. Yeah, and it's so crazy because I'm 30. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like an expert in sex. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk. I don't know where this is going, but let me stop myself before yeah. I say something I regret. But like even as adults, I feel like we don't know much about sex because it's so taboo. So like to hear you talk about sex, I'm like, dang, I didn't even know that existed. Like. It's just so crazy. Like I'm, you would think as a full grown adult that I would like know these things. I mean, there's adults that never actually. There's fem- women that never orgasmed, that is but true. had partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people have whole grown ass children. Just like, no, I never had an orgasm. Do you have a? Because Valentine's Day is coming up, so you know we had to have you around this time and spirit of for those of you that are listening for the freaky deeks, you know, for the freaky deeks, or if down, you want to be a free, you know, if you're down and dirty, <laughs> with the freaky deeks, please stop. If you're entering the freaky deeky world, um, how freaky do you want it? Yeah, take notes from Coco here, but uh, do you have a favorite sex toy? Because I know everybody's been talking about the rose. Yeah, I have yet to try the rose. I know, I know. Shame on me. I just love using my own hand. I prefer me. Old fashioned rubber dub. Listen, ain't nothing wrong with a little bit. Um, my favorite. I would really have to butt plug. You said the butt plug? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Flashbacks. She's having flashbacks right now. <laughs> she said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and the thing is, those who have fetishes, they come with it. You could have one with the little drill. So, like, if you bend over, it looks like there's a diamond in your butt. They have ones with, like, dazzle booties. Yeah, so you have, like, it looks like a tail for people. Make you feel like you're in a rap video. 
Yo, this is so crazy. Ben, what do you feel about sex toys? What do you feel? How do you- I mean, I'm open. I'm I'm open. You're open? <laughs> no, no. See, <laughs> I knew it was going to go there. That's why I said it with hesitation. Yo. But I am open. Um, What are some sex toys for men, you know, that we can use with women? To be specific. I'm I'm just asking because I'm learning new stuff too. So, what kind of sex toys you can use on a woman or no? No, like that we can both use. Like you, you see, like you'll have. I don't, I don't, I don't know much about. I don't know much about male sex toys. I know about a butt plug. I know about a dildo and stuff like that. But I don't know. I mean, the the flask thing that they got for men. A flask. Yes, like a portable pussy. Oh, yes, the pocket pussy. Yeah, that's all I know about outside of that. So, are you talking about cock ring? Oh, cock ring, yeah. I, I definitely. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, yes, yes. No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm learning. I'm learning right now, so. That's why I'm asking, what other sex toys are there for men that men can use with women? So, uh, especially for men who have, like, pregnant partners, too, there's a toy called O-Nut, O-H-N-U-T, and that's the dick buffer that I was talking about. So if you have a pregnant partner and you still want to enjoy your partner and all of that, you can use that buffer. It actually comes in a trio. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could put as many on your dick as comfortable for your partner there's cock rings there's anal beads there's and i feel like for men they're more so trying to use these toys on their partner because then one it's less work for you and two just watching your partner kind of have fun it's like oh yeah i did that it's like a tool bag yeah you know i mean for example for example you ever played grand theft auto Please when they when you're, you're switching guns you could be switching your sex toys <laughs> I hate <laughs> conquering dildo. Ding. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. You know what I mean? That's a yeah, good one. If you, and then, if and you don't know what to do in that moment, mm-hmm. sex dice. You said what? If you don't know what to do in that moment, get sex dice. Sex mm. dice. Sex dice. Yeah, that's good. I like that. What is a <laughs> what is that? What is an ideal? I don't know if this is too personal, but what is an ideal? I guess sex night look like for you, or do you guys switch it up for Valentine's Day? Cause Valentine's, look at her whipping. Oh, oh, hold on. Where's the scrunchie, sis? <laughs> so for me, I I try so hard to be an intimate person in terms of like slow and sensual. But after five minutes, I'm like, fuck me, fuck the shit out of Like, then I go like, fuck wild. Mm-hmm. So I'm still trying to do it Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's just like rubbing, massage. I love when there's like a candle lit. I love slow music. And I just love like body to body passion. Like, I love that. And in those times, that's when I don't want doggy style because I feel like it's so impersonal. Mm. Mm, that's so true but it's so good so so what's your uh, do you role play and what is your go-to <laughs> not a go-to Our role plays, 
the reason I don't um, do I really work with because I'm a freak all the time, so I don't really feel like it's a role. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really you you never done I'm cat cat I'm a cat woman and he's Batman or well, know, cowboy like cowgirl stripper stripper and, and what like doctor it's just like he'll just say on command like oh do X Y Z and I'm I'll strip shake my ass I'll go on the bed hit split on the bed and do all this crazy shit and then he's just like yeah that's nice oh man okay. Um, we're here now. Yes. So what's up? What's happening? Wow. <laughs> you're, you're, you, you like to demand. Mm-hmm. You're, you know what's funny? I do, but then I'm just like, no, I just, just take me. So you're passive aggressive. Yes. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. let's say you're having sex, right? And, you know, you got the slow jams on rotation, like it's on shuffle and an R. Kelly song comes on. Do you quicksand, dry up desert, or do you just say, ah, fuck it? Fuck it. (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. I mean, at that point, you're already in in the mood. You know what I mean? Like, who's going to... When I say, I literally mean this from the bottom of my heart, there is nothing that will interrupt or stop my orgasm. I mean that shit. Okay. I can tell. <laughs> she means business. business. <laughs> I mean business when it comes yeah, to this orgasm. Give it nice. to me now or don't give it to me at all. Yeah, wow. Like, listen, I'm like, listen, what he did ain't got shit to do with what's happening right now. And I guess that's on period. <laughs> my, my intentions for this song is pure. No, now, do you recommend foreplay for people? What? Yes. How yes, important I- is that? That's extremely important because men, you rub a man five minutes hard. Women, you, you can look at him and he's it's so simple. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Dang, <man>. so, yo, <laughs> he's easy. Listen, listen. Sometimes, sometimes it it all depends how the wind hits, and it's like, okay, I'm ready. Wow, the wind. It could just be the wind. Wow, you see how niggas be. No, it takes. A woman can't just, oh, you touched me, I'm ready. It's very rare, unless, like, it's been a while and thinking it. Mm. But usually, no, we want foreplay. We want to feel desired. We want to feel like you're eating. That's so true. You do. I think it's also, like, there's a lot of premeditation that goes into it, at least for me. Like, I need to be in the zone. I need to, like be saying something freaky throughout the day like you know it just comes it starts before you're in the bedroom for sure thank you you just put words right out of my mouth way before the bedroom like foreplay could be you are literally freaky texting all day and then when you finally see that person just like so what would you and then you know what i mean just be into it with that not just oh hey i finally see you i was thinking about you all day really So, so what is something that that your partner gets you with all the time? No matter what is said, how it's said, it's just like, oh yeah, it's on. Blowing behind the ear, like. For me, oh my god, it's literally the neck and the ear, and I'm just like, you gotta do that. You know, 
okay, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's that, and that nigga can eat a mean pussy. Oh, mm. let's go. Now, I have a theory, and I always say it. I think a nice pleasure spot is the back of the knee. Is this true? Wait, what? The back of the knee is a pleasure spot. The back of the knee, yeah, it's a like, pleasure spot. Oh, it's true? <laughs> That's your thing? For me, it's I don't it's a weird because I, I I'm really like I was doing it right now. I was like, ooh, that kind of feel good. So it is. It is weird, but it is. That's what these holes I've been, in my jeans yo, are. Yo, I've been telling Get these, in them knees, girl. I've, I've been telling the fellas, yo, the back of the knee. Try the back of the knee. I'm telling you, from and from my experience, else, right to the butt cuff. Thank you. A butt cuff from like, the knee all the way. <laughs> grabbing the booty. She she talking that talk right now. You said kiss. Yes. Oh, I thought you said a butt cuff like grabbing booty. No, no, kiss I, after, I, cuff. I, I, after after you kiss it, of course, cuff it. <laughs> yes, Vance. <laughs> he just had to let that one out. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that be the right step? I mean, it you know depends I mean? on like, the girl, I guess. I don't know. You have to learn your partner, right? That's true. Yeah. Yes, please stop. Please, hold on. Let's hold the phones. Hold it. Everybody, stop. Hello. Hola. Please stop acting. Like your partner is the same as everybody, and please stop comparing. You know, I did this to the last girl, and she—he's not the last girl. He's not the last man. Learn who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. Some dudes, you can suck their dick and play with their balls; they love it. Some dudes like watch you touching that shit. Focus on my dick. Mm. So it's learning who your partner is. That's why I would never tell a woman, "Hey." Oh yeah, if you suck his dick like this, da da da, this is what's gonna happen. What I tell you is, I'm gonna teach you the anatomy of a man. Mm. So I'm gonna teach you the anatomy of a man, and I'm gonna ask you, well, typically in bed, what does he like? It's getting to know who that person is, mixing it with the science of a man. Like there's a little, there's a little part on the head of their penis, which is called the frenulum. When men get circumcised, a little piece of skin is left behind. That skin is very sensitive. So when you're doing oral sex and doing all of that and you're flicking that, he might jump a little because he's like, oh, bitch, hold on, wait, what the fuck is that? Because he doesn't even know it's there. That is interesting. <laughs> really laugh like, <laughs> oh, flashback. <laughs> I definitely did have a flashback. Yeah. Good for you, Ben. You're getting it done. Hey, you know, you know, one thing I do want to, what are some misconceptions that women make about men in bed that should be talked about? Misconceptions that women have about men in bed? Mm-hmm. You know how, like, there's many of men, men do to women. What are some women do to men? The misconceptions that women have about men. I feel like we think men don't care about our feelings and our desires, which I feel like it's not that they don't care. I think it's they don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's us constantly, oh, well, let me conform, 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 and not say how I feel. And he's just doing whatever he thinks is right. So it's not that he doesn't care. He just never said anything. Mm. Because I feel like if you tell a man, Yo, your head game is trash, but I'm going to teach you. He's not going to continue doing it because he knows it's trash now. 
Well, don't say it like that, though. Say it a little nicer. Yeah, be nice. (laughs) These these eagles are fragile out here. Yeah, because then he'll just, you don't want to, no, you don't want to do that. (laughs) I think that's a big misconception that, oh, men don't care and they're only, no, we need to learn to also open our mouths and say what we want. That's true. Closed mouths don't get fed. That's Both literally and metaphorically. But I want to talk a little bit about your membership because you do have, you know, a whole business going on and you reside in Florida. What part of Florida are you in? I'm in Orlando. Nice. Orlando. Orlando. I don't know anything about Florida. I don't know why I said that. But um what's what does your membership include? How can people get into it? Well, what does it entail? So basically the membership is fifteen dollars a month. And any virtual class that I do, you get into the virtual class for free. But not only do you get to do the virtual class, let's say you weren't able to make it, you can always go back and replay the video. That's one. Number two, when we partner up with um, brands, like I'm partnering up with this brand called Shopsador, which is a sex toy store. We're doing a giveaway simply for the members as a member appreciation. Um, when we're dropping merch, you know, they're going to get a percentage off. Boop, boop. I said merch, so y'all going to listen to that. But other than that, like a sensual stretch class, which is something that I'm going to upload weekly. So getting into your body, all of that, having workshops and just upping that knowledge of being sexually confident for yourself, learning your partner in bed, learning yourself. So it's a membership where you come to learn. And also, if you have private questions that you want to ask me or sex advice, I do a sex advice column based off of members questions. So you can get your questions answered via blog via video anonymously i'll never say like oh so and so asked dope so that so basically consultation i wouldn't say consultation because it's not a one-on-one it's more like access to classes access to resources access to workshops so it's a master class yes (laughs) a dick sucking master class that's good Hey, there's a master class for everything. I learned That's a lot. A I learned a lot through master class. What are some of the most common questions that you get? How do I squirt? Uh, the women. They want that to do these one things. And another big common one is how do I get out of my head in bed? Mm. A lot of women go through it where it's just like they're having sex, but their minds are like not even there. So how does someone get their minds into the sex and or how is, do you like get into it i'd be ready no, i'm kidding no i'm just kidding i'm not ready all the time y'all that would be a complete lie for me it's something it's hard especially when you have so much going on but it's using that time to show yourself grace and it's okay if in that moment it's just like it's just not happening for me and not feeling guilty about it because we're human we're adults shit happens but the next day the next morning i'm like okay hold on how can i feel sexy for myself first how can i get myself back into a space so i'll probably take myself out to lunch get my nails done get back into me first and then now let's talk about getting in bed because sometimes it's, we feel like it's us where it's just like, oh, today I just feel bloated. I just don't feel like I'm me today. Okay, let me get back to me. Let me get back to that. And it's just like, oh, I feel fire today. Okay, now I'm going to try to hit your line with some foreplay like, you know, last night, X, Y, Z, da, 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 da. And then try to sweet talk my way in foreplay so that I'm ready for that day. Mm. Sounds simple enough to me. I know. So you just got to relax and like, I guess, sympathize with each other. 
And, like, yeah, and sometimes with yourself, like I feel like sometimes we just be out here having guilty sex. Oh, that's a conversation. You know, you know one of my favorite quotes, and it's kind of off off topic, but it's Bruce Bruce Lee when he says, "Be water." Like flow, flow. flow. You gotta wait till it flows, and it will yeah. flow. That's See what I did there? <laughs> Let that wapalations flow, baby. <laughs> Honestly, I'll take half a Delta Eight gummy. A what? Half a Delta Eight gummy. Let's hold on. Let me talk game. Talk to us. Okay. Yeah, please. Oh, you guys are here without it. Well, if you're in a southern state. So they have these things called Delta 8 gummies, and mm-hmm. you can find them at a smoke shop. And it's not THC, it's CBD. They have a sativa mm-hmm. and they have an indica. I'm going to take half of a gummy. It's 25 milligrams. Bitch, after an hour and a half, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> now, let me ask a question. Anytime a girl does this and says, bitch, does, you better believe her. That, that is CBD. Does weed have the same effect on women? In bed. No, cause me, you see, me and him are very different. If I smoke, I can fuck. If he smokes, he's gonna bed. Mm. I think it also I'm, depends on the strain that you're for smoking. Sure. Yeah, we'll be smoking the same thing, and I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no. Ah, that's good. Wow. Well, no, hold on, cause I. Compat- compatibility because mm-hmm. you know we both here on both sides oh she was a starfish oh he nutted too quick how can we fix that gap where people are you know on the same page kind of you know i mean not on the same page but close mm-hmm. close enough that it's like okay like how I do we work both with put that? in the work yeah mm-hmm. so i feel like the problem is we're so quick to go tell our friends like I can't wait to tell my friends what happened, and it's just like talk to the person that you actually have sex with because you don't know how he feels and you don't know how you feel. And sometimes we'll lay like a starfish because we already feel like oh, you're gonna not fast anyway. What the fuck am I gonna? <laughs> so true, niggas ain't shit. It's just like you gonna take two minutes. I gotta do work. You know what I mean? So. Even saying, hey, you know, I I would want it to last longer. How can we work on that? Mm-hmm. Because maybe has a condition that he doesn't even know about. True. It's like, oh, okay, have you ever tried edging? Have you ever tried XYZ? Edging is, wait, I saw wait, your eyes. Like, yeah, I know exactly <laughs> I'm like, wait, I feel like I heard that before. Edging is basically having sex or masturbating to a point of almost having an orgasm and then stopping. Mm-hmm. So it's be- and then you're stopping. So then when you finally do, it's just like this. <laughs> amazing. Sounds torturous. No, it's not. It's, no. No, you're feeling that? I mean, I've tried it. Okay. I've tried it and it's not. It's actually. I can't do it. You if get I'm better there, pleasure, to be honest. It's, the it's pleasure fine. is way better. No. I don't have self control, so I don't know if I could do that. I gotta work on that. I should talk that's to somebody. Why you, need to do it. you have to be water. You have to no, be water. That's why I'm trying to be water. <laughs> <laughs> no edging here. I'm trying to get to the point. I got I, work in the morning. I, girl, work gonna have to wait. <laughs> now, 
I want to Yo, this I'm not might, gonna lie. I think this is the most he's asked a guest questions. This man, be, this is because I found I, his topic. I need to get some answers while we're here. <laughs> like, <laughs> see, now you threw me off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Make believe I'm not here. Um, I just, I just want to ask questions on like how to improve. Not, not sex per se, the act, but. The Let's see now I lost. How do you improve overall? Like performance, like the pleasure on your end, and also giving. It has to be communication. Like the thing is, I feel like we are just so worried about hurting our partner's feelings that we're willing to sacrifice our pleasure for that. And it's just like, well, am I really helping you? Am I doing a disservice to you? Because mm. now I'm not helping you be the best that you can be. How many tries should you give someone before being like, okay? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Like, how many times should you give someone a chance to improve their themselves before exiting that door and being like, I'm not visiting this anymore? It depends how open that person is. Like, if there is effort, Rome wasn't built in a day. My thing is, I'm looking for effort. So mm -hmm. if I say, hey, one, I'm going to lead with positivity. So I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to look for the best thing that you do. I'm going to say, you know, I love when you do X, Y, Z, and it just turns me on, blah, blah, because I want you to lead with that now. So, But when I'm going to tell you, but I don't care about this, like, this doesn't, but if we tried it this way, maybe I would be into it. How do you feel about that? So now I'm letting you know in a sense, like I didn't care for what you did, but there are ways to improve it. How open are you? But if you say, hey, I have a mental block with that because X, Y, Z, how can we both work on that? Mm. What can I, are there words of affirmations that you need to feel more confident in that skill? Mm. Do I tell you exactly how to do it and how to please me? We can make it a game. We can make it a competition. We can make something really friendly and sexy. So it's just really having that open communication. Now, let's say if you're like, no, I'm going to try that shit. Okay, bet. That's what we are. Okay, cool. Well, you're trash. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> it's just that person's willingness. And if they're not willing to compromise with you, now it's a different conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely communication. I agree. That's true. And, you know, you would think it was common sense, but guys don't. It's not, you know, because they're just busting a nut. It's so much, I feel like it's so much simpler for them than it is for a I'm, woman. I mean, speaking as, as a man, me, a man, <laughs> sometimes we get we get um, distracted by the thought that I just got to beat that up. I just got to torture that. You know what I mean? And, and mm -hmm. it becomes a thing. Cause, I mean... You hear guys you talk about, about it like that. And, like, when it does happen, some guys fall short. And then it messes with their their confidence mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm just saying, like, like that. that's why it's important to communicate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, if you tell me, okay, so I'm going to tell a story. Mm -hmm. So, I did have a guy who... <laughs> But I hope you don't listen to this shit. I don't care. So I had a guy who um, literally within 30 seconds was done. And I was just like, is this really happening to me? Like, I, 
Hold up. Hell no. So. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> oh, to the no, no, no. <laughs> Hell to the no. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, I could get my shit's bomb. I get it. I ain't mad at you, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, cool. Next day, I gave him another shot. And it was maybe a minute and a half. And my where I was pissed and I was just like, this ain't going to work was when he was excited, the fact that he went a minute and a half. And I was like, oh, no, baby, this ain't going to work. This ain't work. What is a a perfect time? So for me, there, it's not about time. It's about when I orgasm. Okay. Because if I orgasm within five to ten minutes, I'm good. You ready. Like, you can... Have at it, take off, bro. Have but you know what I mean. So it's not really about a. Long time. as you get your nut as well, huh? Long as you get your nut as well. Yeah, like I hate when people try to put a time on. Like, oh, he only lasted for twenty minutes. I wish a nigga would try to fuck me for an hour. No. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Could be painful. When, when does it become uncomfortable? How long it's taking? I mean, it depends on the girl. It really yeah. does. In the moisture, it depends on a lot of things. Like we were doing it all night. I'm like, I can't relate. Yeah, like girl, yeah. what? And why isn't like, he getting the nap. job done? Why is it taking so long? Now I feel like, for me, I take it personal because I'm just like, why is it taking this? Yes, yeah, like where's so your head at? Like why aren't you coming? Like what's I mean, going on here? But, but that's on both ends. It's like you took you. You didn't last long, but you lasted too long. So where is... I mean, because if you're lasting too you, long, then the girl's not really being pleased after a while. I, we need to... There's a goal here. It wasn't... It's not really about lasting long or lasting too short. My problem with the minute and a half was it's just like, bro, we just got done foreplaying. Like, there was no consideration for me. Mm, it's selfishness, basically. <laughs> Where it wasn't like you're trying to learn me and what I like. It was just like, okay, you bust not And you didn't even like, oh, well, let me X, Y, Z or. D- let me really? finish her off. Yeah. That's why it's not about the minute and a half. It's not about the hour. It's about, are you making sure that I'm pleased as well? Mm. So yes. too, you last five minutes and it was a grand five minutes and I came and it don't take much for me. So I'm like, okay, we good. Mm. Now I have a question because I've been this, seeing this on has the last be the last question we're running out of time. All right, um, I've been seeing online a lot of women talking about pegging and being pegged, or no, I, men are pegged, not women. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm just asking the question because I've that's been where seeing, your G spot is for men. Yeah. It's in the back door. I've heard. Yeah, stick He's <laughs> respectfully. <laughs> What was so your what question? No, like, like, what is pegging exactly? Like, pegging when a woman puts a strap on mm. and has oral sex with a man. Oh, yeah. Or, or you can take a, a vibrator and mm-hmm. put it up his butt, whatever he wants to do. Gotcha. That's your last question. That's the grim finale. I oh mean, I, I, online, you, I mean, I, I've seen it a lot. Women talking about pegging. Mm-hmm. That's what it so, is. So you know, I f- figure we're here. Let me ask, what is it? Yeah, 
yeah, so it's just like you can either be on top of him and you do do it that way, strap on, or you can even do it like while he's fucking you and you have a vibrator or whatever in your hand and you do it that way. Word. All right, fellas, get pegged. Valentine's Day is coming up. Spice it up a little bit. Come on now. And I think, of course, there's the whole stigma of, oh, that's okay. But scientifically, that's where the spot is. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Like, why is the G-spot back there? You got to ask Jesus, baby. <laughs> no, I have no business asking Jesus that. <laughs> well coco thank you so much for joining us we it was very i'm educated i feel brand new i feel like i'm out here and i'm a sex expert and if y'all want to be educated as well signed up sign up to her membership join the classes get into it join the community where can the people follow you where can we find you website email all that stuff so website is officialwetspot.com and then my Instagram is the conversational freak spelled proper no exclusion no underscore conversational freak word so I'll ask you for that information so we could put that in the bio so that people can um you know do with it what they will and and hopefully they will enlist and you know just know what you're doing in the bedroom it's important especially like you know, if you really love somebody and you got to figure out what's going on in the bedroom, especially Valentine's Day coming up, you know, people want to get freaky deaky, but sometimes people don't know what the hell they're doing in there. So people like you are important. And I think it's important to break those taboos, too, especially mm-hmm. as women and to show yeah. men like, yo, like we could talk about sex, too. Exactly. Proudly. Exactly. Proudly. Is there any last words you have for us, for our guests? I'm sorry one, for our audience. Thank you guys so much for having me. To please be the woman that you want to be in your mind, not the woman that they're trying to define you to be in front of the world. That's perfect, actually. I really like that. That's important. Well, with that being said, this is Coco, the conversational freak. Please follow her if you are not already. And yeah, thank you for coming through. We'll have you back on and you know, we'll be following you and seeing what you have going on. And hopefully we could do this in person when you come back home. Yeah. That would be like because I know you're in the warmth or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. So let's get into my favorite part of the podcast, which is pass me the aux. I'm going to pass the aux to Christina this time. For the listeners that are new, what we do is we pass the aux and we introduce a new song or something that we audibly been listening to. And Christina, what do you have for us? Well, you kind of I already played it. Spoiled it. it for us. I am currently listening to... Yo Gotti right now Very heavy Free game side B Specifically mm. I like both But They're this both one good. was Jam packed And it's Forever Balling Featuring Shansia Shansia and, and that's my pick I love that song Alright so Walking In here today I was gonna pick Um The new John Legend Featuring Nas mm-hmm. Song's amazing To listen to Nas and John Legend together on one track It's like I think that's the first time we've heard that Yeah, It's like from a different dimension And it sounds great But we was talking about how 
fine these nurses are. <laughs> and yo, the nurses out there, come take care of me. Come take care of me, nurse. So my <laughs> my pick my pick is night nurse Gregory Isaac, um Gregory Isaac's night nurse. This is one of my favorite like all time songs. Listen to the words. Cause there must be something she can do. Oh, spicy. So he's not talking about nurses for real. Tell her it's a case of emergency. There's a patient by the name of Gregory. Perfect. <laughs> this is making me wanna. Only you alone can quench this tears. Come on. Now nah, this guy's really a These creep. night nurses can definitely quench this thirst. That's crazy and low-key creepy. Why? He was asking her. He was he was being a gentleman about it. He was like, look, you can quench quench my thirst. If you, you are going to the hospital lying about being <laughs> sick. To go check out nurses. I'm, I'm sure there's someone that has done that. Like, oh, that's I'm creepy. Fall, I fall and I can't get up. Please call <laughs> Life Alert. That's crazy. Old men do it all the time. Nah, bro, that's not okay. We we have to we have to we have to be because the song's like be, this song was out before I was born. Yeah, it's an old. So song. we have to rem- just go back. Remember to that, time. that niggas were creeps. I mean, they still are. <laughs> you said it. I mean, women are creeps too. Yeah, I, we're done here now. Women are creeps too. Let's let's be fair, because women are creeps too. Mm. All I'm saying is, he was spinning game. He was like, "Come, Quince's test. I'm sick. That's so inappropriate. I, I f- I'm up and I needed to." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're making it worse. You're making it very much worse. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. This is all fun and games. Yes, we have. I nice, guess we have to say that. Night Nurse is, you know, a great song. I love this song personally. Okay. Don't look at me like that because you're like nasing shit and you're a creep. I don't have to say uh, that. Maybe the I am a know. creep, but I keep that behind closed doors with the person I'm a creep with. Okay, I'm you know a what I mean? creep. No, I, I'm the patient. You could be my night nurse. I'm a weirdo. No. You know that song? No. You never heard that song? Yo, I, I probably me, do. Yo, we got to close out with that song. We got to, we have to do it. You never heard that song. Who's I it thought by? you were a music head. You ain't really real. You ain't really. Who's it by? Maybe the way you. Right now. I you have to have heard this song. This is um Radiohead. Mm. Imagine playing this in the club. This you can get away tune. with it. In the right crowd, yeah. I don't know so much though. When you I mean I I was always more of a red hot chili peppers type of guy. Yeah, we know I heard they they dropped something new, but this right here. This is a smash. Now let this ride out a little bit. Yeah, in your white people bag. 
Period. That's how you know you love him. <laughs> it's all love, baby. I wish I was special. Spot to go in. I definitely know this song. This is about. I don't belong here. Oh. That's dedicated to Gregory Isaacs. I don't belong here. Go home, you nasty. No, I belong here. Fuck that. <laughs> Give me Take my Take us out, please. <laughs> but you, you already know what it is, your boy Bands alongside Christina. We have a Sparkle podcast. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Yes, sir. Hit the bell, subscribe. Uh, Do all that. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Share this episode. Uh, get on the Instagram comments and let us know what's your favorite part of this episode. I think I'm going to try that new thing, see if we could get some people to interact with us. And shout out to Shalice and Steph who were here last week. I forgot to mention them. Thank you for coming through. Some loyal friends. I've known Steph my whole freaking life. And that was nice to have an audience. I mm-hmm. feel like we were like getting some direct feedback. But yeah. And shout out to... Conversational freak Yes Shout out to Coco Thank you for coming on the show That was a very good conversation It was fun Our first guest of the year So that was good Next week we will have Shanice and Roderick Jones Shout out to Roderick Or Rada Jones Who just dropped an EP Called Unashamed Go check that out It's Amazing project Everywhere Stream it on Tidal That's where artists get paid the most And Tidal is free for everybody So go use that Stream it Promise is my favorite track if you care And they'll be here next week Talking about relationships Love, dating Parents to be living Cohabitating Is that what it's called? Cohabitate Whatever They'll be here Talking about love and shit And we love love So I love love so I'm excited to talk to them. That's I'm I'm, I'm kind of jaded, so I'm I'm in and out. It is what it is. <laughs> Anyways, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, we will have America's favorite couple right here. Well, really, I think that's Rob and Kathy. I used to say, but anyways, Shanice and Roger Jones will be here next week to talk all about love. So if you want to hear about love and also trials and tribulations too, they have mm-hmm. a very unique and beautiful story so shout out to them but this is episode 136 thank you all for coming through to another episode if you are watching this on youtube Mm -hmm. hit that bell like share comment subscribe if you're listening to this on apple google podcast soundcloud anchor even though anchor was low-key hating we could talk about that off mic we don't have time but um yeah Subscribe wherever you're listening to this, wherever you're watching this. Let us know what you want to hear, who you want to have with us in our new setup. I don't know if y'all noticed, but we got rid of the the table and we're out here. So you know, we want we want the summer vibes. So we sitting in the summer chairs. Yeah, with with our beautiful. You know, shout out to Stay Silent, Spread Love the PVD way. I gotta bring my dominoes because I feel like I'm on the block. No, because I feel like you're gonna make mad noise with that. You know what I mean?
Coño. <laughs> yes, I am Christina Seven. This is the Spark Up Podcast. Thank you again for joining us. Bands, please take us out. Yeah, you already know what it is, your boy Bands, alongside Christina. We are the Spark Up Podcast, and it's a wrap, baby.